0: chapter nine of the lark by e nesbit this LibriVox recording is in the public domain and six is seventy-nine observed lucilla seventy-nine pence how many shillings and what pence jane told her and waited patiently till the agony of the shillings column had given place to the easy sparseness of the pounds it was saturday night and they were making up the books i make it three pounds seventeen and five pence lucilla announced at last see what you make it jane made it four pounds two and a penny so then they added it all up again the two of them together and the total was four pounds three shillings and four pence this is too much said jane desperately yes said lucilla much too much i mean it's too silly here we've been a thousand years at school and you took an arithmetic prize when you were nine sundays at encombe put in lucilla and yet we can't add up six little sums of pounds shillings and pence and then add the totals together and get them right we don't know that we haven't got them right one of the answers may be right for anything we know it's so different doing it with real money said lucilla fingering the little piles of coin on the table of the garden room where with two candles in brass candlesticks to light them they were seeking to find some relation between the coins so easily counted and the figures referring to these same coins which all through the week they had laboriously pencilled in an exercise book i think it's the garden distracts us said jane looking towards the open window beyond which lay lawn and cedars bathed in moonlight and soft spring air let's shut the shutters or else take everything home lucilla suggested it's awfully late and i'm very very hungry nonsense stick to it not a bite of sup do you get till our figures agree oh i say we spent ninepence on chalks that came out of the shop money and that gypsy who had the wallflowers she didn't pay you remember that makes a difference of tuppence and did you put down the half-crown we paid the man who swept up the path and tied back the creeper and so the maddening work of the amateur accountants began all over again they ought to have taught us all about this at school said lucilla there's something called striking a balance i shouldn't mind i feel quite violent enough i'd strike it fast enough if i could find it it means when everything adds up to the same as everything else i think jane added instructively don't giggle lucilla it wasn't really funny you're faint and hysterical from want of food look here this looks more like it it did much more like it so much so that a mere difference of ninepence ha'penny might have been allowed to assume the disguise of sundries so useful in these emergencies but then lucilla suddenly remembered that she had put a bradbury in the first volume of browning for safety that made the balance wobble again horribly and go down on the other side with a surplus of nineteen and twopence halfpenny. oh stop it said lucilla pushing her hands through her hair let's get home and do it after supper our brains are reeling with famine don't you know that when you're hungry all your blood rushes to your stomach and your brain's left high and dry at least i think that's it what's that that was a footstep on the gravel outside idiots said jane and flung a duster over the money if it's a burglar she whispered well we've been asking for it sitting here with candles making a show of our money and our unprotectedness it's out in the road said lucilla in the same low voice it isn't said jane and it wasn't for the next moment the footstep was heard not on gravel but on granite and the figure of a man blotted out the picture of the moonlit lawn jane stood up between the door and the duster covered table and said what do you want rather sharply and oh it's you in tones that were a little flat she sat down suddenly i thought you were a burglar she said "'Yes, I know we thoroughly deserve that you should be.' "'Well,' said young Mr. Rochester, "'I thought that myself the prospect might be tempting "'to a not thoroughly high-principled passer-by. "'So I thought you wouldn't mind my coming in "'in the character of Watchdog. "'May I help you with the shutters? "'I suppose you're going to close the shop soon.' "'We have a vow in heaven,' said Jane, "'not to close the shop till the accounts come right.' and they never will you know said lucilla in gentle desperation unless she added with a sudden ray of hope unless you can do sums he could he did he brought the sundries to the irreducible minimum of elevenpence he made the books look balanced at any rate and announced the takings for the week at four pounds six and twopence, a total which had for the young accountants the double charm of comparative magnitude and complete novelty then he helped them to put up the shutters and to lock door and gate and that was the beginning of mr john rochester's activities as accountant to the flower business you see he pointed out when the girls protested politely it's a positive charity to give me something to come out for i'm stuck at my uncle's place till he gets back from madrid i'm trying to invent a thing that's never been invented before a much more difficult job than you'd think and i've absolutely no one to talk to and nowhere to go if you wouldn't mind my looking round now and then to see if i can lend a hand in anything please don't thank me the thanks will be all the other way if you'll let me so it was understood that they gratefully would let him and he saw them and their bag of money to their own door how nice he was this evening said lucilla as the two friends sat over their cocoa and bananas and bread and butter they took it in turns to keep house this was lucilla's week and this was an economical day so much nicer than the first time he's not bad jane admitted he's awfully nice said lucilla i do think don't say you think he has such a kind face said jane quickly because i won't bear it he's all right and quite nice and friendly and all that and i hope he'll keep so we've got our livings to make and we don't want young men hanging round paying attentions and addresses and sighing and dying and upsetting everything if he likes to be a good chum i don't mind but the minute i see any signs of philandering the least flicker of a sheep's eye we'll drop mr rochester if you don't mind well said lucilla with firmness taking a third banana i do think you're horrid can't a young man be civil to us but you must begin to think things why can't you let things be it would be time enough to talk like that if he'd shown the faintest signs of anything of the sort girls oughtn't always to be on the lookout for addresses and attentions and so on yes they ought jane insisted just as you ought to be always on the lookout for snakes in the grass i mean if you live in snaky sort of countries we've got to earn our living and when we've done that, it'll be time to think about playing at Romeo and Juliet and all that. We're business girls, and I hope your young man will see that we are. He's not my young man, Lucilla retorted placidly. And the poor dear hasn't shown the faintest sign of Romeoishness, anyhow. He'd better not, said Jane fiercely. What would you do? Lucilla asked, her pretty eyes shining with a mild curiosity above her fourth banana he'd soon see what i'd do jane retorted but there perhaps i do but wrong the lad i dare say it's only in books that a young man can never do a friendly act for a young woman without its meaning some silly nonsense or other perhaps really young men are just as sensible and reasonable as girls are i shouldn't wonder said lucilla you see we know very little about them except from books and in books they have to be loverish and so do the girls because they're all heroes and heroines of course but i've sometimes thought that real life is most likely quite different from books you bet it is said jane from some books anyway don't look so pleading loose i'll promise not to bite his head off if he behaves like a real person but business girls have to be on their guard against behaving like heroines or allowing other people to behave like heroes let's get to bed i'm dog-tired and there's no more cocoa no more there is said lucilla looking into the jug with one eye come on then and they went business was very slack on monday and still slack though brightening on tuesday there were not very many flowers in the garden and cutting and arranging these occupied but a small part of the day the girls read and talked and sewed and wrote letters during the long intervals between customers and the gas-green walls which on saturday had made a tolerable background for the masses of flowers and the brisk sale for them formed a poor setting for an almost domestic scene i wish we could get it off lucilla said i can't think how any one could paint old oak such a color or any color for that matter look how lovely the insides of the cupboard doors are i wish we could get it off what do you get paint off with they asked mrs doveton and she answered with unexpected cynicism that the stuff they sell to clean it generally does the trick in time she added as one desiring to be fair to an enemy if you wanted it off sudden i should soak in soda and scrape there are difficulties about soaking four walls still occupying a vertical position but our young enthusiasts bought some soda and a paintbrush and painted the door of the corner cupboard with a strong solution of soda then they scraped with lucilla's palette knife and the paint came off some of it some of it on the other hand did not come off the effect was speckled and streaked the old oak showing through the half vanquished paint like brown mould under thinly sown new grass how perfectly awful said lucilla i do wish we hadn't never regret never apologize never explain jane quoted who said that i said it but someone else said it first napoleon or socrates or machiavelli or someone it does look pretty ghastly she owned unless we can do something to get the rest of it off we shall have to paint it again suppose our landlord comes back from his castle in spain while it's looking like that he'll turn us out as sure as fate paint it with soda again said jane and we'll try again to-morrow this was on the wednesday and in the afternoon mr simmons called to see if the board was holding up whatever you've been after with that cupboard door he asked trying to get the paint off said jane shortly don't you like the color miss i thought it looked so nice and refined myself we don't want to be refined said lucilla we want to see the color of the wood what you tried soda and it's not taken off half the paint but all the skins off our hands the girls displayed four scarlet paws dear dear said simmons deeply concerned why ever didn't you ask me? My boss, him that was here the other day, he knows all about chemistry and dyes and engines and dynamite and all sorts. I lay I can get him to give me something to eat off that green paint as if it was caterpillars on a cabbage plot. You put some honey and lily leaves on them poor hands of yours, and I'll come along Saturday and see what I can do to the paint. I've got a day off then you are good mr simmons said the two girls in absolute unison granted said mr simmons absently though i can't see what you wanted to touch it for myself but there's no accounting to be placed on tastes is there good afternoon i'm sure when the girls reached the shop on saturday morning they found the shutters down the glass doors open and two figures in blue boiler suits busy with a pail and a stepladder the door of the cupboard was a smooth gray brown not a streak of paint remained on it how splendid said jane to simmons whose face beamed above the first suit of blue overalls why it's you again she said not very graciously to the wearer of the second suit yes answered mr rochester i thought i might as well lend a hand try to disguise your annoyance won't you i know i'm only an amateur but i mean well "'There's no reason why you should,' said Jane. "'On the other hand, there's no reason why I shouldn't,' said he. "'Don't be so stony. "'Only those who have spent lonely weeks waiting for an uncle "'who fails to return from Madrid can begin to estimate "'all the possibilities of boredom which life has to offer. "'Don't be so bristly, Miss Quested. "'There's no reason why you should do this for us, "'or anything else for that matter,' said Jane. Lucilla had gone out into the garden and Mr Simmons was whistlingly at work in the room's farthest corner. "I am not doing it for you, if I may say so," Mr Rochester said coolly. "I am doing it for Mr Simmons, whose faith in my omnipotence you surely would not have me lightly shatter. Besides, this is the day for balancing the books; I thought I ought to be here in good time." "It's 9 o'clock in the morning," said Jane. We balance the books when we've shut the shop at seven to-night. Well, then, I am in good time. I thought I was. You're talking nonsense, said Jane. How you read me. Concealment is at an end. I am talking nonsense. Is that forbidden in the temple of the muses? We aren't muses, said Jane. I know you aren't. But if I said the graces, you'd have been cross. I'm cross now, said Jane. "'For goodness' sake, go home and do your inventing "'and let Mr. Simmons do the paint-scraping.' "'You're not really cross,' he said. "'You only think you are. "'It's much too fine a day to be really cross on.' "'You're not cross. You're disappointed.' "'Disappointed?' "'Yes. You are the princess setting out to seek her fortune, "'and you want to kill all the giants and ogres yourself "'with your own hand and your own trusty sword.' Do let me help Simmons to kill this very little green dragon for you. It isn't really a dragon. It's only a baby drakeling. And besides, Jane had not enough experience to enable her to perceive that he only paused there so that she might ask. Besides what? She asked it. Besides, I deserve some slight concession. He added something which she could only just hear she would have liked to ask what was that you said but experience comes quickly and she did not ask it and really she was almost sure that what he had said was i have kept away from you for a week she stood silent well he said does the princess relent may i go on scraping the paint off oh do as you like said jane and went out into the garden again she was not quite sure of his answering words they certainly sounded like i wish i could End of chapter nine